Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, uh, we have been uh, celebrating this whole month because this is our year, we're celebrating our year of being um, involved in a podcast and doing yeah. this podcast together, so we're excited about that. And so we decided that during this last, uh, this month of our study of Philippians, which we have enjoyed tremendously. Um, we did a little giveaway and a prize and we wanted to announce the winner right now. So and I always say winner, winner, chicken dinner, um, but you don't win a chicken dinner. Uh, <laughs> no chicken you win dinners. something bigger. What do you win? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, uh, we're giving away uh, a, one of our favorite study Bibles. It's an inductive study Bible. And I'm really love this. It's one of the things that got me into God's word so greatly. And we thought since we were celebrating one year of podcasting, it seems hard to believe that we've been doing this for a year. Uh, but we, you know, Allison and I started off wondering if we would have anything to talk about. And um, here we have that many podcasts, really. I mean, you know, and so it's been a fun journey for the last year. We're looking forward to kicking into next year. Uh, but our little study of Philippians we did together, we're going to give away this study Bible. So for those of you who use the hashtag RootedDeepDFM, we thanks for using that hashtag. Thanks for your comments. We put those together, drew out a name, and we have a winner for the study Yay. Bible. Yeah, so um, if you're the winner and you're listening to this, uh, we, we just need to get your address. So just reach out to us, uh, but we'll also reach out to you through social media. So that's how we'll get a hold of you to get your uh, study Bible address, all right? But um, I mean, I, I don't know if we can do like a little, you know, little drum roll, drum here roll. or whatever, yeah. Or the snaps, you know, snaps right? Or snaps. Yeah. I know if we were a really cool podcast, we'd have yeah. some kind of really wild music going on right now in the background. But um, Allison, so you wanna announce the winner? Absolutely. And we're super, we're excited about this because it is, she's somebody and she shares our podcasts a lot. And so of course, um, and we're in, and she actually sounds like, according to her comments, she sounds like she listens as well. So that's, right. we're really thankful oh, for that. And really, so we have a couple of listeners out there. And our, so our, our winner of the Inductive Study Bible is Rachel Stussy. All right. Yay. Yay. All right, Rachel, congratulations for winning the study Bible. We're excited to be able to send that to you. And uh, hey, thanks for joining us this past year at Rooted Deep. We hope that you'll continue. Um, you know, I mean, as always, share with your friends. Uh, if you hear something that really, you know, makes a difference in your life, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, that's always important. And if you've got ideas on what you want us to talk about, you know, shoot us a yeah. message and say, Absolutely. hey, talk. would you guys talk about this? Uh, because we're always thinking about new ideas and, and where we want to go with the conversation, uh, where we want to go with the interviews. So, and we've got some exciting interviews coming up this yeah, coming up year. We're excited about that. And we've, we've enjoyed it so far. And I think it just kind of has started, you know, not, not, it's just kind of gained some momentum as far as the things we yeah. want to talk about, the things that we want, the things that we want to say, and always the, the whole point, and we hope you understand this every every interview or every podcast is focused back to the purpose, which is to stay rooted deep in, in God's Absolutely. word and in his strength. Absolutely. All right. Well, congratulations, Rachel. We'll be sending you that. And um, hey, let's jump into the podcast. Hey, 
everybody. It's Reuben Allison, and we are excited about talking at Rooted Deep today. We've got another full day packed in of Bible study a little bit. Uh, so if you've been joining with us, you know that we've been kind of diving into Philippians, and we've done chapters one, two, three, and today we kind of walk it out doing Philippians chapter four. And I'm really, uh, man, I think this has really been good. Allie, what about you? I have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed, you know, diving further into what is a very familiar, possibly uh, a familiar book for everybody. Um, but then like finding uh, new jewels, new nuggets, you know, because of the word of God, you know, being that quick and powerful, there's always, you know, different layers. There's always something new, unchanging, but new. I think it's exciting. Um, but then, yeah, Philippians 4. You're like, oh, that was an easy one. And I really thought a couple of days ago, I'm like, oh, Philippians 4, that's going to be a cakewalk. But, you know, as you dive in, there's a lot of, there's mm. a lot of good truths in, in Philippians 4 that, that takes some, take some diving. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, maybe you're wondering if you're listening, like, why are they doing this? I, as we talked about in the very first podcast that kind of launched this off, we're really passionate about you getting in the word, um, not just showing up. To church and having someone else tell you what the word says, but actually letting God speak to you through his word. So we want to remind you, encourage you uh, not to let the summer go by when a lot of us throw it into neutral and we're busy. Vacations, you know, kids going one direction, I'm going another, everybody's just, you know, the craziness of, and the busyness. Um, and in church life, the busyness of ministry. I mean, we've got vacation Bible schools and you've got all kinds of things happening during the summer months, camps for, for the college kids and the youth group. And there's a lot of stuff going on. And it's, it's, it's possible that you can get so busy doing ministry that you don't allow God really to speak to your heart mm -hmm. and to change you. And it's like Allison said, Philippians chapter four is one of those passages with a lot of familiar verses in it, a lot of things that we're going to know. So today, we're probably going to mention the verses that you're like, yeah, oh yeah, I know that verse or, yeah. oh yeah, I've heard yeah. that verse, but these are hard truths to live. Mm -hmm. They are difficult principles to actually put into practice every day. And to me, Philippians four is one of the most challenging passages in all of scripture because it really, uh, it really gets in our business and says, Hey, this is the way to have a life mm -hmm. that is rooted deep as we often talk about on this podcast. This is what it looks like to live successfully mentally and emotionally and what the product of that is. And yet, how many of us have what it takes to live that way? Or are we dedicated enough? So I'm excited about yeah. diving in today as Paul is going to conclude his letter to these people at Philippians. And really in verse one, he just sets the platform for this as he addresses um, the people and he says, stand firm. Stand firm. Yeah. Stand Based firm. on everything we've talked about, Philip, everything I wrote, one, two, and three, so many, now you have to stand firm. And then, like you said, he has to start telling us how to do that. Yeah. And he, you know, he's just like, okay, I, I want you, I want you to, to know what that looks like to stand firm. And I think the rest of the book unfolds um, as he deals with some very personal issues, mm -hmm. obviously, that are going on in Philippi. But also then he just brings that out to really practicality for all of us. And so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of practicality. If you're thinking of like if, if a missionary has ever written a missionary letter, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we always have to deal with some housekeeping issues or, mm-hmm. you know, here are some things that, you know, here's some that we have to account for what, you know, the gifts that were given and we mm-hmm. have to kind of tell what's going on. And, uh, and I think it's interesting that he is doing the same thing. He was like, Oh, by the way. And he goes in and, and he unpacks it, but at the same time, he's encouraging everybody stand firm. And here's, like you said, here's what it looks like. Yeah. So if we start with verse four, I think we start with a really tough verse and it's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Um, I don't know about you, Ali, but the idea of rejoicing and always in the same verse uh, is a tough. That's a tall order. Right. And the always word is like, you know, everybody says God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. But do we really practice that out in our in our daily life? And that's that word always. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like James said, you know, and rejoice when you have, you know, uh, yeah. trials and you're just like, oh, you know, what does that look like? I don't mm. know. Yeah. And, you know, it's a heart of gratitude that I mm. think is, you know, it, research is telling us right now. You know, I just read a um, I think it was either Forbes or or it might have been Inc. or one of those publications where someone in that in that uh, magazine wrote a whole entire article about gratitude and how powerful it was in a life without any biblical you know, there's no verse attached to it in Forbes or Inc. or something yeah. like that. It's just, hey, research is showing that gratitude has a huge impact on how we think, how we act, how we feel. And, you know, I thought, boy, that's not new news. Paul knew that thousands of years ago when he's writing to the Philippian church and he's saying, look, there is power in a grateful heart and in a grateful attitude. Mm. Mm. And that's, it's funny because when, when we do think of, when we do think of gratitude and even in this last year or year and a half with the pandemic, I think everybody was kind of forced to slow down and take stock of what Mm -hmm. they, what they have and what they're grateful for. And, um, but that gratitude sometimes in, you know, my mom, as you know, she always says, if I'm acting, you know, (laughs) if I'm flustered or if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm just being, you know, a teenager in a 45 year old body. Um, she's like, sit down and write 10. She's done this since I was a kid, sit down and write 10 things that you're grateful for. And it's something that drink a glass of water and then sit down and write 10 things that you're grateful for. And it's something that I've actually taken into the workshop and I'm like, okay guys. And I haven't gone 10 of just like three, just sit down and think of three things that you're grateful Mm -hmm. for and see if that can just kind of pull you out of, of where you are right now. You know? Yeah, you know, and I think sometimes in counseling, uh, when I talk about this, this, this idea of rejoicing always, a lot of times women are like, well, wait a minute, Reba, I don't have anything to rejoice mm-hmm. about right now. These are my circumstances. This is my situation. And I think one of the ways that we can get deceived in all of this is that we somehow confuse the first to believe that God is asking us to be thankful or grateful for heartache or pain or sorrow or suffering. And I think the idea of this is that it's, I don't believe God is asking us, you know, hey, you just hit your thumb with a hammer, rejoice. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, I think what God is asking us to say is in that moment when you're feeling that discomfort and pain, you can focus on something else that you can be joyful about. And to me, I think that is so important in the midst of our difficulties, in the midst of our heartaches or pains or sorrows or, or struggles, no matter what they are, I don't think God is asking you to 
to jump up and down over the heartache or the pain. But Mm -hmm. I do think we can say, okay, wait a minute. In this moment, what do I have to be grateful for? And what do I have to rejoice over? Mm -hmm. And if we look beyond that thing that is so weighting us down to what God God has for us in our life, who he is. You know, a lot of times, like if you can't think of anything else to be grateful for, start thinking about who God is. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and, and that's one of the things that when we're, when we're talking about gratitude, we're not talking about faking it. And we're not talking mm-hmm. like you can't, you can't fake joy. No, um, right. <laughs> you really can't. Um, I've tried. I really have. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I've tried with you, I think a couple of times, like, yeah. Hey, everything's great. I'm fine. Um, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> convince yourself. But at the same sure. time, it's not talking about, I d- you know, you can still be honest and say, I don't mm-hmm. like the circumstance that I'm in. Absolutely. I don't, I'm not enjoying. We were just talking about a friend right now. Who's, you know, who's, whose son is going through something very difficult yeah. and we're watching and praying for, you know, as this happens and we can still see what's interesting about them. We can still see the underlying joy that is going on and the joy and the peace and yeah. the faith that they, they, they know who, who's got their back and that's, and, and they know that no matter what happens, that God is still good. But in the meantime, they can be honest and say, I'm worried about this or I'm, I'm, I don't like this, you know, I don't like the word cancer or I don't like mm-hmm. divorce or I don't like, you know, a wayward, you know, or a, an autoimmune disease. You can be honest about what you are, mm-hmm. but still have joy and still be rejoicing and still be grateful. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a mind, it's a mind battle. It, it really is. And I think, you know, I think these thoughts are linked. I think sometimes we take these as almost like we do Proverbs as as separate statements, but Paul is linking some thoughts here. And I think it's so important to understand that there is a directly connected link between many of these thoughts. And I don't want us to miss that because as he's talking about rejoicing in verse four, he goes right into verse five and he says, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord Mm -hmm. is near. And we, we give this thing. Okay, wait a minute. As I'm rejoicing in, in, in all things, what happens in my life? Well, there's this, I believe there's this direct connection between the spirit, the spirit that I have, which the, the my translation uses the word gentle. It's this idea of a, maybe a, a spirit that has harmony, you know, it's a spirit that is not aggravated and, and irritated and on the defensive and overwhelmed. And so you get this idea of this gentle spirit and this powerful statement that I think we miss sometimes in all of these verses, the Lord is near. Yeah. Yeah. God is with us. And you know, Emmanuel, right? Right. And his presence. And I, and you're right. I think there is a connection between us recognizing number one just our grateful heart and that spirit that that spirit that we have of joy and and gratefulness and also that connection that understanding that because of his presence that our gratefulness we can because his presence is always with us but sometimes we're just not we're just not living in it you know what i'm saying we're mm-hmm. just not really aware of it oh yeah you know and so and that's and that's when the worry comes in that's when the struggle come in that's when we forget joy forget rejoicing forget gratefulness Absolutely. but it, but it's like it's bringing us back to understanding that his presence is always around and it's always that um kind of that um that that column right up through mm. our you know our 
our inner soul, our inner self that's just saying, mm-hmm. we do have something to be grateful for. And, and, and we can feel it even though, because you and I have, to, we have walked with people through struggles and we know who has mm-hmm. that inner column of, of joy and gratefulness. And then mm-hmm. we've also walked through people, walked with people through some circumstances and we know that they're all over the place because mm-hmm. they haven't been centered into, you know, to that nearness and, and, and feeling that presence of the Lord. Yeah. And I think that's why Paul, as he leaks these thoughts, He's going to go right into that next thought, be anxious for nothing. And that's one, that's the next really, are you kidding statement in here? You know, right (laughs) after rejoice always is be anxious for nothing. How does Paul say these? Well, I don't think we can get to verse six until we really understand what we're doing here in verses four and five, as Paul is telling us how to stand firm, Mm -hmm. he's building us. And he says, look, you know, your heart attitude and your, Mm -hmm. and the, the, like you said, the, the mindset that you carry through your days and weeks and months and years, it will determine your anxiety level. And don't think it won't because we can have people, as you said, Allie, that are all over the map because Mm -hmm. they don't sense the presence of God in their circumstances. And all they feel feel is stress, anxieties, um, fears, and they are just at what we'll call wits end. you know, uh, growing up as a little Southern girl, I used to hear that expression used all the time. Well, I'm just at my wits end. And what does that mean? Well, I just, I'm about to lose it. It's what that means. Okay. I'm I'm about to have a come apart. I'm about to have a come apart. Uh, Yeah. I'm a hot mess is what that means. Yeah. And a lot of times I know we say that in fun. Uh, In fact, I saw a woman with a t-shirt on a couple of weeks ago that says I'm a hot mess. And, but being a hot mess is not exactly spiritual. It really right. is not because yes. what God asks us to do is sense my presence in these moments that you feel like you should be, or you could be a hot mess and how yeah. to, okay, well, Lord, I really want to do that. So how, what does that look like? Well, that right. looks like rejoicing, find something to, to rejoice in and then watch what happens as your spirit gentle calms. All of a sudden, your your whole attitude towards everybody else is different instead of being this biter and this person who is ripping people to shreds. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a gentle spirit. Yeah. And those two principles lead Paul then into saying, okay, so don't, don't, don't be anxious. anxious about all these things that you're experiencing right now. But, and then there's this big but yeah. in the verse, as it tells us instead of. Instead of anxiety, do this instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and what and it's say? just like, it's so funny because you try, first of all, I have two things to say. I just thought of, you know, I'm always thinking about things to put on a t-shirt. Absolutely. So how about we say, you know, instead of I'm a hot mess, you can say, I'm not a hot mess. I'm a cool stack. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just going to let that sweep the nation. It's going to go for the podcast and we'll just see how far that one goes. Um, but the other thing, <laughs> but the other thing is when we're talking about these, um, but be anxious for nothing. And then that phrase, but it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now listen, you, here's how you do it. Because I'm so thankful that we don't have, a you know, a, a God who has, has given us this, the, his word and says, just do this, do this, do this, do this mm-hmm. without saying, here's what it looks like physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times we give a thousand excuses while we can't, but I think right here, it's really clear. We do have a choice. We can be a hot mess if we want to be one. Mm -hmm. And some people would rather be a hot mess than they would to 
than they would to follow the recipe for not being a hot mess. But the Lord is, I mean, the Lord is writing through the Apostle Paul right here. And he says, look, instead of being anxious, okay, instead of that, we're going to do something different than that. We're not going to be anxious for everything. But what we're going to do is we're going to pray. And here it comes again. We're going to, this word supplication with thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. it's it's this idea of not only what we're going to pray, but it's also how we pray, you know, as he unpacks this. So we're Mm going to, instead of being anxious, we're going to pray. And when we pray, we're going to, we're going to just unload on the Lord, but we're going to do so with thanksgiving. Well, how can we do that? Well, because we're rejoicing. We, We started it way back there. So we've got something to come to God with a thankful heart about. And then we're going to let our request be made known to God. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to unpack it all on God. And then what Paul says happens next, mm-hmm. the peace of God, peace. right? Mm-hmm. which cannot be explained or understood in its depths, is going to do what? Well, it says it's going to keep us. It is going to uh, guard. And that word keep in some translations literally means the peace of God is going to guard your heart. It's mm-hmm. going to stand guard. And I love, Hallie, I just mm-hmm. love that imagery because it's this idea, instead of anxiety attacking you like a bunch of, uh, of uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't, don't enjoy zombie apocalypse movies, okay? <laughs> I, I don't like those at all. But, you yeah. know, I have actually been in the, when one was on, okay? And, um, you know, you've got these really ugly nasty looking creatures that are suddenly coming all out, you know, at people. And it's like, okay, that's how I view the anxiety. It's yeah. just like all of this coming at you. And instead of feeling that, God says, here's the recipe, go to prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And have a grateful heart in your prayers mm-hmm. and unload your request on God and God's peace will come and he'll stand guard. And that anxiety ha- will not be able to get across that barrier. And, and as we're, as we're coming to this point, I want everybody that's listening, um, to take a moment and think about maybe a time that that's happened to you in prayer Mm. where you've knelt on your knees with all the, the zombie anxieties as that beautiful (laughs) word picture now that Reba has, (laughs) has posted, um, as, as it's coming, but you've, after the, at the end of that prayer, you've, you've prayed exactly how Paul describes and that you really have felt that peace. And it's happened in my life many times. Um, I've been walking and I think it happened several times during the pandemic. I would just take walks around town because there was nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. And I would just pray and, and I would come home with just a sense of peace about whatever it is, you know, the why, mm-hmm. because I took what I would, I took what I had handed it to God, trusted mm-hmm. him that no matter what happens, he's got it. And, and, and that, and that peace was really, truly guarding my heart. Yeah. I love that. And I even love the fact that Paul uses two, two places that it's going to impact us. One is our heart and the other is our mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's not just a settled soul, mm-hmm. but it's also a settled mind. And honestly, I think all of us might could say that mind piece is so important for all of us, because that's where even sometimes if I can get my, if I can get my outward kind of calm down a little bit, mm-hmm. I'm still playing the what if games in my heart and in my mind. And mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, kind of laying these things out. And I think true, real true presence of God, real true peace of God is when there's a settledness both in heart and mind. 
Yes. Yeah. And the mind, I feel like, especially um, not to stereotype us, but I think with women, I think the mind is where, because our mind is so connected to so many different things. Um, we're not, we're, uh, I, we, I read, I read a book one time um, and it was called um, men are waffles and women are spaghetti. And, you know, right. because waffles have the tiny little compartments and women, you know, it's all just interconnected. Right. And um, my husband personally likes to think of me as spaghetti because that's his favorite dish. But um, yeah. it's one of those things that's like all the noodles are connected because we are we're connected. Whatever happens at the house will, will impact how we, Absolutely. how we view the children or how we view the job. And it, it's all, you mm -hmm. can't compartmentalize it. And that's why the battle in our minds has to be, and it, it, and I feel like it's something that we have to learn by habit mm -hmm. with the, with the power of the, of the Holy spirit. It's something that we need to continually take mm -hmm. those thoughts captive, continually work, um, uh, make sure the word of God is working in our minds as well as our hearts. Oh, yeah, because we can get ourselves into, as we've been using this term hot mess a little bit today, but we can really get ourselves into a hot mess as we let our mind all of a sudden throw the gas pedal to the floor and set fire to the world. And our emotions are like quickly catching up to all of that. And the next thing you know, we're just nobody can do anything with us yeah. at this point. Yeah. We can't we can't even get our own selves under control. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why. Again, these stacked verses, these link connected mm -hmm. thoughts that we don't want to miss. Paul goes right into the thing where he comes right out of let the peace of God guard your heart and guard your mind. And so, and he goes right into right thinking. So yes. he says, okay, now what should you be thinking about? Yeah. While, you know, while you're, um, you know, while you're letting God's peace guard you, there, it's an important that you keep that battle won by mm -hmm. thinking correctly. So he goes into this list. Paul loves list. I like yeah, list. Uh, but do. whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, good repute or good report. Um, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Yeah. Think on it. Just yeah. that's what needs to fill your mind. And I just and wonder so how many times. Yeah, how yeah. many times are we going through, and it's like these thoughts, and yeah. and it could be thoughts about our own, you know, our own struggles. Well, I'm not good mm -hmm. enough, or I'm not this, or I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not worthy, and that's not true. Right. You know, that's a lie. You know, and it's not just what you're because I used to, and and I think in you know Christian teenage world this was the this was the the verse they used to keep us from watching i don't know you know whatever tv sure. show at the moment. um right. and so but at the same time it's also whatever thoughts that you have about yourself and about your 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 home or about the comparisons or about this or yeah. that you have to filter that through these things is it true is it honest yeah. is it lovely it's probably <laughs> not you know because i know how many times during the day am i thinking something that's just not lovely no i don't want to run over that motorcycle that just cut me off you know and that, that's right yeah, which is a real deal in the Dominican Republic. Right, uh, yeah, yes. if you've never driven in the Dominican Republic, you have no idea what Allie just said. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but it's a real deal. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. And I think all of us maybe could take a little inventory right now mm. and just pause for just a second as you're listening to us chat about this and say, okay, wait a minute, how am I doing in these areas and walk down through this list? And is, is this what my mind characteristically is drawn to think about? Mm -hmm. Or, or would I say, no, I really think a lot of things that are false, not true. Or what I think is usually necessarily, you know, not honorable or not pure, you know? Um, and I think, uh, 
of good reputation or of good report, you know, these things that we're thinking about. And boy, this is a challenging, challenging, challenging verse as we take introspection of our thought life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of times, I think we excuse our thought life as if it's uncontrollable. Right. And we say, well, you know, I can't help what I think. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. <laughs> you know? you can say you're captive. Yeah. I mean, you may know, it may be one of the hardest things you've ever done. Right. Yeah. But it's possible. And it's, it's because the thought, thoughts do come into our mind so obviously so quickly. Mm-hmm. We have to be just as quick to back it, back it, back out, you know, or say, mm-hmm. okay, wait, that's not true. Or that's not, you know, that's mm-hmm. not lovely or, or confess it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I think we need to get a more habitual, continual confession, you know, if, yeah. if there's something, because I, you know, I think all the time about my personal struggles, you know, with either, either paranoia or ambition or pride or whatever. And mm-hmm. those, those need to be backed out quickly because mm-hmm. it is something because thoughts become, um, you end up thinking and dwelling and, and letting it kind of take root a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, if you're not filtering it back, you know, and, and backing it back out the door. I think so. And I think there's a, there's a little phrase that maybe gets overlooked and it's the last phrase in that verse. And it Mm -hmm. says, dwell Mm -hmm. on these things or think on these things. And I think this is important because it's, it's the idea of what, when your brain just kind of rolls and all of ours do, you know, and, um, what do we, where does it go? Yeah. Where does it go? Mm -hmm. What is that? What is the rolling theme of our if our brain was a movie, what is the rolling theme of our thought life? Right. Is it woe is me? Is it life is horrible? Nobody has it as bad as me. Is it, you know, is it, is it bad thinking? I mean, is it perversion? Is it, is it lust? Is it greed? Is it jealousy? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? You know, and you can think of all kinds of things. It's like, okay, wait a minute. This is kind of the running theme yeah. of, the, of the tape that plays in my mind. Right. And so now, wait a minute, what do I do to get control mm-hmm. of that? Well, I need to be able to say, wait a minute, I need to think differently. And I think yeah. there's praise again. We've got rejoice in verse four. We've got thanksgiving in verse six. And, and we get down to here and we've got praise again, these words that are related to the same thing. And I think that just it's so powerful when we turn our hearts to praise. Yeah when we turn our hearts to gratitude and even if it's just to put on a, I think it's why music is so important. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can be, uh, I grew up in the country, right? Country girl. So country music was a big thing where I lived and where I grew up. I mean, you know, and everybody's got pickup trucks spitting tobacco and listening to country music as a child. And so here's the deal. You know, you can, you can be kind of in a little bit of a low mood, you can turn on a song and it's the sat, some of the saddest country songs right. you've ever heard. And you're more depressed after you yeah. get done listening to the radio right. for 20 minutes than you were before. Exactly. Yes. And I think even what we, so what we put in is important. You know, yeah. the books we read, the music we listen to. And so when I'm struggling, man, I, I, I need to make sure that mm-hmm. what I'm listening to is, is really drawing me to a heart that has gratitude and is is content, which is where we're going next yeah. in the place that God has me or, or the circumstance I'm facing right now. Um, right. because that's a tough, it's just, 
it's tough to rejoice always and to be anxious for nothing and to think on these things. Yes, and this yes. is hard stuff. And this is, I mean, again, like we said, it's a battle in the mind and it's like a battle that's going to continue to rage until you mm -hmm. are in the grave yeah. because our mind continually is going to struggle with, but you can, you can make it a habit of thinking and, and, and I'm working on it. I have yep. not arrived. Um, and that's what Paul says. Now that, you know, you, now you have the practice in your mind. Mm -hmm. Here's what in verse nine, here's like, here's what you go out and do yeah. because of all these things I'm, you know, and because a lot of times we, I think we want to, we want to be out there doing, we want to be out there, you know, uh, active, mm -hmm. but until, until we win that mind battle and that heart battle, then, you know, what we do is really just kind of empty, you know, clanging symbols. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, Paul says, okay, if you, what you learned of me and what you mm. received from me, and I love this, what you, not just what you've learned and received and heard, but what you've seen me seen. do. Mm -hmm. Okay. You, you, Paul has modeled this in front of these people. Um, and so he's like, look, you need to take these very things and, and this needs to be the life that you model. And I, you know, some of you've got kids and you're listening right now and you've probably had that moment where you saw your kid imitating your words, your actions or your deeds, you know, in some way. And, you know, you're like, either it was, oh my word, I can't believe I sound like that or I do that or it's funny. But I think sometimes we have to say our, we are being watched. Our friends yeah. are watching our lives. Our kids are watching our lives. Our spouses are watching our lives. And so it's like, okay, wait a minute. What am I modeling? Um, am I, am, is my life so reflecting the goodness of God and the peace of God that when people are around me, they also experience the peace of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, he says, and the God of peace will be with you. Again, yeah. there's this leaning into God's presence. And I, I really want God's presence. When I walk in a room, I want the presence of God to enter that room with me yeah. to, to the point where people sense that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and there's a peace of God that comes with that. I want to bring peace. I want to bring that presence mm -hmm. and I don't want to bring chaos. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't want to bring turmoil. Yeah. And I, and I've, I have visited people again. I visited people in the hospital to where I'm more of a frazzled hot mess <laughs> and they're the cool stack, yeah. you know, in bed, you know, attached to every, every cord and tube in the world. And they're the ones who are, mm you know, who are, are good with where they are and they're fine mm -hmm. with where they are. And I'm, I'm walking in trying to minister to them. And, um, and I've been, I've been ministered to, this has happened on several occasions and, um, you know, it just, I'm going to do a hospital visit and I walk away just like, man, I'm so glad I went because they made me feel so much better. And yeah, <laughs> because that's where they are, that peace, um, mm -hmm. that, that you don't understand humanly. Yeah. And so that allows us now to walk in to that next big chunks that are so yeah. difficult um in verses 11 and 12 paul is going to say i don't i'm not speaking from the fact that i don't have needs yeah it's not that i don't have a need paul says it's not that i have everything i want paul's not sitting in a mansion living a millionaire lifestyle right. writing this letter he's sitting in a prison yeah and the only way he's getting food is if it's delivered to him right and you know, so he's living with the rats and he says, look, here's the deal. It's not that I'm speaking in, 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 in from a, from a voice that has everything I need. Mm 
-hmm. But what, but I have learned this, that I'm content regardless of where I find myself. Yeah. Um, and I know he says, I know how to get along with humble means or I need I, when I don't have much mm-hmm. and I know how to live in prosperity when I have a lot. Uh, in every circumstance, he said, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and mm-hmm. suffering need. Yeah. And this is, I'm just going to tell you, this is such powerful verses for us because what comes from giving our anxieties to God, praying about it, rejoicing about it, giving thanks, determining what my thought life is and controlling that. The result of all of that is not just the peace of God in the presence of God, but there's also a contentment that only God mm-hmm. can give. Right. Exactly. And, and like you said, it's, it's knowing, and I think for, for society right now and, and for us um, living at this moment in time, mm-hmm. um, there's so many, and, and it's, it's so funny. I, I grew up as a missionary kid, um, but back in the day, social media, we didn't know really what we didn't have, mm-hmm. um, you know? And so, I mean, I knew I didn't have a telephone because we would have to go down into town um, from La Romana, Dominican Republic. We'd have to drive into town and sit at a call center and see if we could catch some, one of our family members on the phone, you know, and, um, and then pay for however many minutes we used, you know? And so we didn't have a phone back in the day and, you know, and until we got one. And, uh, so that was all exciting. Hey, we have a phone, but nowadays like missionary kids and and family members, it's like the the social media really shows Mm. you what you don't have. And it's so funny because it's like, there's some posts that I have that I don't put on Facebook because I'm like, Oh, I, I look ugly there. Or I look, da, 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 da. So people are putting their best selves out there on Facebook and on, and on Instagram and everything, but you don't know what you, I didn't know what I didn't have. And these days it's like, everybody's very well aware of, you know, what they have and what they don't have. And, and I, it's, it's, it's such a disc and there are studies out there um, Mm -hmm. done on teenagers um, with social media who they're so unhappy because of social media, because of what they see that they don't have or what they aren't or what they're, you know, what yeah. they don't, you know, and, and the kids get so upset about, oh, I didn't get enough likes. And, and, and I think one of our teachers noticed that in her, on her students, Instagram page or whatever it is, they're erasing pictures. The kids are erasing pictures that don't show, oh, I, you know, I look like a kid in that picture. And it was like, that was two months ago. You are a kid, you know? And so they were, I didn't, right. you know, and, and they're, they're so worried about that outward, that it's and creating it's, some, some yeah. extreme discontentment. Um, and that's just social media, but I'm just, you know, but just, that's just one example of how it's really hard in this day and age, I feel like to understand contentment in a biblical way to say, Mm -hmm. I'm okay. If I have, I'm okay. If I don't have, I'm okay. If I'm healthy, I'm okay. If I'm sick, because God is good all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and it takes, it takes a mind battle and a heart battle to get there. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think there is a place in our spiritual walk with God in our maturity. Mm-hmm. where we're able to practice, actually practice these verses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet, as we walk through and we live that, the irony of the next verse, I can do all things through mm-hmm. Christ, which strengthens me. If you take it out of its context, it sounds like a Nike commercial. Yeah. But when we put it in its context, what we understand is it's linked directly to these words on contentment. And it's the idea of Paul is like, look, I've just learned that in great blessing and in great need, God is what God will, God is going to do for me what I need and it's going right. to be okay. 
And for the things that really matter in my value system of what really matters, all is well. Yeah. And when I get to that point, then I can say, you know what? I can do. I can live without. I can go yeah. through a hard thing. I can, um, you know, experience uh, difficulty and, and stressors and all of these things. I can do those things through Christ because yeah. he's going to strengthen me. So I can think right. Right. I can be grateful. And so, you know, I think it's important for us not to let this verse slide out of its context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to put it right back where it belongs. In the middle of our hardest hours, hardest days, hardest weeks, hardest months, in the times when our mind is running wild, our emotions are stretched out. God's word says you can think right. You can rejoice. You can be grateful. You can avoid being anxious. You can lower your stress. And you can do these things through me. Right. As long as you know, again, back to that center, yeah. you know, where my presence is and, and enjoy my presence at all times. It's um, Habakkuk uh, three, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, um, you know, and then verse 18, yet I will rejoice no matter what. Yeah. If I have fruit, if I don't have fruit, I'm going to, yeah. I'm still going to rejoice in the God yeah. of my Absolutely. Because Paul even comes down to verse 19 and he says, and my God will supply all mm -hmm. your needs according to his riches and glory. It, it, Paul's understanding where the, where the supply really genuinely comes from, yeah. them, from the things that actually matter in life. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean you'll have the, the best of everything and it doesn't mean you'll have yeah. everything you ever want or dreamed of. But what it means is that the things you absolutely need, God's going to supply those things for us. And there's a right, rest because he's, I mean, he is saying, he's saying he, he's, he's, um, he's talking to the Philippians mm -hmm. and thanking them for the gifts that they sent Correct. and talking about where he got gifts from and where he's, you know, and, and, and he's well supplied, you know, because of the gifts. But then he goes back to, you know, I know y'all sent gifts, but I realized verse 19, it was God, yeah. you know, and, and realizing from right away. Um, and I don't know if you remember this old Jimmy Stewart movie, Shenandoah, um, I don't. where he sits, it's one of my favorite movies. It's at the end, it's Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Stewart's. I love, he's my favorite actor back in the day. And he's sitting there in front of a bounty, you know, full of all of his food and all of his family. And, and it's kind of a Job story set in the civil okay. war and, and he's okay. trying to avoid being involved in the civil war. And, um, and he's, and he actually says they're, they're punching him. Cause they're like, you got to pray. And he's like, okay, Lord, um, I tilled the land and I planted all this and we harvested it and then we cooked it. But nevertheless, I'm supposed to say thank you. And it was, it's a funny, it's a, it's a funny Jimmy Stewart line yeah. um, because he's like, I kind of did it all myself, but apparently I'm supposed to thank you for it. And, um, and it's, it's funny in the movie, but at the same time, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, <laughs> you really do. Because even though you did the work or you did the, it's God that brings the increase, you know, it's God that that gave you the energy. And it's just, it's one of my favorite because I'm like, okay, that's not biblically correct. Jimmy, you need to change your heart on that. And by the end of the, you know, you see this redemption arc in this, in this movie, sure. but he's just being super sarcastic really. And very cynical um, about what, mm -hmm. what he's going through. But he, but when we go back to the point of saying, yeah, uh, Philippians, you supplied the needs, you sent me this, you sent me these gifts. But then at the end of the day, I really know who who, who it is that, that sustains me and it's God and my God shall supply all of our needs. Absolutely. And, um, and so he's saying, he's saying, thank you Philippians, but I know it truly comes from God. Yeah. And because we all even, the 
Right, because even the Philippians were 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 under great stressors. Right. So for them to send the gift was a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so you know we have to we have to understand, you know, that God many times nudges those who mm. who are asking for things to give. Mm-hmm. And we give not out of our abundance sometimes, but we give out of our need. We give out of the things that sometimes as God nudges us and that supplies the need for someone else who is in greater need. And mm-hmm. so as we look at these concepts, we understand that underlying all of this, um, the monetary things in life yeah. are not necessarily the things that we ought to be fretting over so, so much. But as we get our hearts anchored as we get our souls anchored, as we find people would give a million dollars or better for peace. Yes. People would give their whole world for joy. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's something that a car, a house, a pantry full of food mm-hmm. can't give you. Right. And it's these things that only God can supply. Right. Paul gets it. He says, look, these are the things I know. I'm grateful for all the things above that. Mm-hmm. But I know that I can be, I can be pressed hard and yeah. yet have these things that only God can supply. And my, my life is better yeah. um, because I've got the peace of God. I've got the joy mm-hmm. of God. I, I've got the love of God working in and through my life. And boy, what a mature place for us all to get. Right. What a challenge for us all as we live every single day in a very materialistic world, yes, in, a, in a world yeah. where we, where we, uh, it's always more. Just a little yeah. bit more. I just, just need yeah, a little bit just more. Just one dollar more. And if you look at if you look at the chapter in two parts and center it around that middle, then the verse uh, nine, what you're learning and re- what you've learned, received and heard and seen in me do. He's talking about the rejoicing and the and, and the keeping your mind right. But he's also he's the contentment. And it's like yeah. that's the connection to two of them. If you know he's he's continuing to model mm-hmm. both of those things, the rejoicing and and the contentment. He's like just you know you've got to practice it. Um, and the, and the Lord and the God of peace will be with you. Yeah, man. There's just so much good in this chapter. So we want to encourage you. Don't, don't just listen to the podcast and don't go back and really hash this chapter over. Mm -hmm. I would encourage you take your time, walk through this chapter slowly, um, on our, um, on the podcast, on the dare for more app, you can find some study guides that'll walk you through some study questions. But, but I'm telling you, if you just get with your Bible and just take a few verses at a time and meditate on those all day. I'm just going to tell you, you'll have so much to think about and so much to be convicted over and so much to really say, okay, wait a minute, I need to work on this. And what Mm -hmm. does that look like in my life? And that really is what this is all about. It's not a academic exercise of, Hey, we, we were able to have this great discussion today, but we're not planning on doing anything about it. Uh, This is really, this is about lives and hearts changing. And I think as we read this passage, all of us would love to say, wow, I would love to have that kind of peace. I would love to have that kind of, I would love to be able to get rid of my anxieties. Mm -hmm. I would love to be able to understand what it looked like to pray and sense the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Well, then if if that's what we really want, then we need to study this passage and, and, and ask God to show us what that looks like in our own personal lives and start that journey. Absolutely. Absolutely.
Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us today on Rooted Deep. We hope you've enjoyed the study through Philippians. Uh, we hope that you've had a good time with it. Yeah, it's been a good, it's been a really good thing. Uh, and we've really enjoyed it. Um, and we're just going to ask God to take this and use this in your heart, take this and use this in your life in a way that will impact your heart and life. So until next time, uh, join us again on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.